Hey everyone, welcome to Faith Palm, the 12 days of Podmas with Jake and Jesse. For the next 12 days, we'll be talking about Christmas movies. And for today's episode, we're going to talk about Unlikely Angel, starring Dolly Parton. So welcome back, everyone, to day two of Podmas. Merry Podmas, everyone. Very merry Podmas. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed us trash-talking classic Rudolph. <laughs> um, <laughs> but today we are going to continue on our list um, with movies we remember watching in our childhood with one I remember watching. Which is? Unlikely Angels starring Dolly Parton. Yeah, this. so I've never seen, I had never seen this film before we watched. I think I said that at the end of la- the last episode. Uh, but I gotta say, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it actually came out um, December of the year I was born, which... Yes, we were both born in um, 96. So, wow. So this is like a very special movie to us simply because it came out 96. Yeah, it was definitely a nostalgic. Um, felt like a 90s movie, which is like perfect. I love 90s movies. Look, 90s rom-coms are my favorite genre of movies. Yes. Like, for real. And honestly, anything Dolly Parton in it is going to be entertaining. Exactly. Um, but so, I guess we'll delve in one thing. So, as I said, this is a movie that we have listed, you know, we remember from childhood. But it's not necessarily a movie I watched often in childhood. Um, in fact, I remember only seeing it once when I was younger, and I don't even know if I saw the full movie. But Uh, you saw enough that it stuck with you. Yeah, I think we got, like, I think we turned it on in the middle of the movie, um, and I fell in love with it. Um, it was actually, to be honest, I have very, very vivid memories of, spoiler alert, the scene where the kids start to figure out that she might not be who she says she is. Oh yeah. Um, And it's funny because that whole time is burned in my head. And so I guess it'd be three years ago now. I always had that scene in my head and I was like, what is that movie? Dolly Parton? Like, I guess she's dead, like something. So I finally went on Google and I searched Dolly Parton dead movie back to life kids printer because that's what i remembered from the scene (laughs) and unlikely angel came up and i read you know what it was about and i said that's it and so i watched it that year and now i've watched it just about every christmas i i love it it's such a cheesy little christmas movie but i love it i just (laughs) this movie is so fun it's so 90s um if you guys are wanting to watch along with us um, I, Jesse and I both got this from different places, which, uh, caused for some fun moments in it. <laughs> um, I rented it for one ninety nine, I think it was from Amazon. So not very much Amazon prime. Um, yeah. Jesse, mind telling us how you watched it? 
Yeah, so it's still through Amazon. Um, you can do a seven-day free trial to their, I think it's called Up Faith and Family kind of channel, and it's on there. So you can watch it for free and then cancel your subscription. Unless you just want to keep Up Faith and Family, I don't know. They um, bleep out the curse words, so, you know, <laughs> to each their own. What, 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 what curse word was it they were bleeping out, though, Jesse? I mean, heck if I know, I couldn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I could, and they were bleeping out hell. Which, like, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're Christians. We, we, know, we know what hell is, and this is a movie about, like, dying and either going to heaven or hell. So yeah. shouldn't you be able to hear what the other option is? The one thing about this movie, too, is, you know, with the exception of Dolly Parton, it doesn't have any really big names in it, which I found pretty interesting. Um, the only ca- main cast member who is kind of a, like, bigger deal, I guess, would be Allison Mack, who was in um, Smallville. She played... I don't remember her character. She was geeky in it, though. Um, she played that character. And now recently was in the news for being in a cult um, that she Fun. got out of, I think. I don't know. But so that, that's the only notable name other than Dolly Parton that's in this movie. Yeah, that was... I really enjoy movies like that because then I'm not focused on, oh, you know what? That's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. No, I, I, like, I like being in the story and you can't do that necessarily when it's like the rock or chris evans or somebody on the screen like then you're caught up with the actor as well as the character yeah um but i i still but dolly parton of course played dolly parton totally well but she had a different name i think she she had a different name but she was herself but i think she did add a lot of fun characterization even being and like playing herself, she added a lot of fun to it. Uh, also, the budget of this movie was $4 million. What, really? <laughs> yeah, it's a $4 million movie. I never would have Which, guessed. Like, I guess it's kind of low budget, but also like, holy cow. Yeah, see, I would never be That's good at insane. the prices, right? Because, oh my gosh. What I find really interesting is like, even though the character is very much like her... She definitely has, to my knowledge, a very different backstory. Um, and yes, that, that does different. play a lot into the story of the movie and everything. And I think it adds for some interesting thought on like how we live our lives and stuff. But we'll get into that as we talk more. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess we should kind of go into what it's about. Um, but first, I'm trying to pull up. My internet's running slow. But there is on the on the um, IMDb page for it. Oh, here it is. Um, okay, so the tagline for this movie. Just want to share. It is no wings, no halo, all heart. That's perfect. Aww. Um, but Jesse, let's delve on into what happens in Unlikely Angel. Yeah, so we open up, set the scene, we're at a bar, presumably in, like, Memphis or something. And was Dolly singing? Or was somebody else singing? Dolly she was, was singing. Okay. Dolly was singing, well, she was singing her, character, her character's name is Ruby. 
So Ruby was singing at a bar. Ruby Diamond. Um, yeah, well, so she's singing at a bar. She leaves the bar, and what do you know? Her man's cheating on her. In the car behind the bar. In the car behind the bar. Like, what the heck? Like, like Dolly, He's, he's not mean, even Ruby trying to right be sneaky. There. And then like, they get they get into wild. this they get into a conversation which I thought was going to be a big blow up argument but it was kind of just a you know what this isn't working we're both cheating on each other and we know it let's just stop um so they did they broke up and it was kind of like this I think Dolly made a good point which comes into the movie later is where she talks about how she feels like nobody's ever truly loved her fully um, yeah and really care, saw her for who she is. Um, and she like yells at him about that. But it's a really calm breakup. It really is like <laughs> surprisingly then, calm. And then Dolly. We need to stop calling her Dolly. She's Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> Ruby goes driving. And there's a there, deer there's in a, the road. And she swerves. Yep. Swerves. What happens? And she crashes into a tree, and that's that's the end of Ruby. She's gone. She died. Right after finding out her man was cheating. Um, Enter the heaven scene, where Dolly comes in, in like, this, like, Dolly, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, we should just stop calling her Ruby. (laughs) But (laughs) Ruby comes in, and she's in this gorgeous dress and she's looking up and all these people are entering the gates of heaven flying away on wings because you get wings when you go to heaven in this movie and all of a sudden saint peter comes up to her and is like ruby what are you doing here and explains that she's dead but there's a catch she can't get into heaven yet yeah the gates literally close on her because she has been too self-centered her entire life and focused on herself. She needs to learn how to love others and, like, focus on caring about people, I guess. Yeah. And I think in the process, learn how to love herself as well. Yeah, and it, it's really... There's some great moments in the scene where they don't say hell, but they say down, and then you hear... Like a um, fire sound. <laughs> Yeah, it's like fire sound. It's like down. <laughs> um, Made and me laugh we find every out time. that we find out that Mama, Papa, and Grandma all made it to heaven, but poor Uncle Clem, he did not make it. <laughs> Can only imagine what he did to not go. <laughs> um, but Jesse, I I don't know if you're looking at our text, but you said a really good thing about what this movie was about. Yeah, so at that point, when we were hearing about, oh, these people made it to heaven, this person didn't, Dolly, you need to learn how to figure yourself out, learn how to love, and then maybe you'll get into heaven. My thought immediately, of course, being the Catholic that I am, this movie is about purgatory. It's about, like, you know, you're not quite ready to get into heaven. And so, you know, St. Peter standing at those pearly gates, he sends you back to figure something out. And sure, that's not exactly, like, the correct theology behind purgatory, but it, it gets to the gist of the idea of it. Yeah. Um, so, Dolly asks St. Peter, 
what what she needs to do in order to get into heaven. That way she doesn't get, you know, send me sent on down to Uncle Clem. That's a direct quote from the movie. Sent yeah. on down to Uncle Clem. Yeah, I want to um, say um St. Peter's reasoning for giving Dolly this second chance. Um he said this directly to or Ruby, not Dolly. It's Ruby. It's just she's iconically Dolly Parton. Ruby. Anyway, so St. Peter says to Ruby, "You might just be a better person than the record of your life reflects." And that like that gives me chills. It's like it gave you, me chills. You know, like you are a good person and you just didn't have the chance to show it. And yeah. so now she gets that chance. But there are three rules. What are those rules, Jake? The rules are, number one, she cannot tell anybody that she is an angel or alert, like working on being an angel. She can't say she's dead or anything like that. Um, number two, she has to avoid temptations, a.k.a. she can't fall in love, um, which I will say in this movie, it's kind of hilarious because they make a ton of boob jokes about Dolly Parton. They really do, um, which is which... like kind of uncomfy, but yeah, it, it's yeah, <laughs> it's so nineties. Like literally, Peter says, "You know, you have to avoid temptation," and then glances at her chest. It's like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the third and final rule, which is probably the most important, she has to complete this mission by Christmas Eve. She only has a week. Seven days. But Jesse, what is the mission? What does what does Ruby have to do? Ruby in in all all the style of Maria von Trapp has to go and be a nanny. And she has to reunite this family who's been torn apart since their mom passed away. Yeah. The the dad's a workaholic who doesn't care for Christmas or really pay much attention to his kids and his kids are you know 90s rebellious kids yep it's so good but then like literally saint peter yeets her out of the sky and she falls to earth yep with a suitcase in, in one hand a guitar in the other in a very maria von trapp s costume <laughs> yeah and then um we we did i want to share this comment from jesse where she goes 13 minutes in and it's not very Christmassy. Yeah, there was like 13 minutes in and they had mentioned Christmas already three times. Yeah, it wasn't like <laughs> it, it wasn't enough to like feel like Christmas yet. Um, I want to say a quote. So Ruby goes in and meets the dad who's like, you know, typical 90s busy dad who's like, I'm on the phone. I'm doing work. Oh, this is your resume. Oh, you're a good nanny. And he's like, what's your name? And she says, Ruby Diamond. Everyone says I'm a gem. And I thought that was gold. That's beautiful. Yeah. And um, then, of course, as he leaves her with the kids and walks out the door, he says, bye, Trudy. Yeah. Because he, he doesn't um, care to learn her, her name. So fastly. Right? Yeah. Um, and then we get some great 90s rebellious kid moments. Like, honestly, I loved it. Um, and the two kids are Sarah, who's the older sister. And Matthew, who is the younger brother. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they they can't they can't seem to figure their dad out and like hang out in the bedroom for most of their time. Yeah, they don't care to interact with their dad or with each other really. Yeah, and they um they just don't even like Ruby, which it is kind of weird like I feel like Alice and Max character Sarah was a little too old for a nanny, but you know what? It, it was the 90s. You know, it worked. Um she also the character is like I'm going to go skiing for Christmas and the dad's like no, it's Christmas and she's like we don't celebrate Christmas. Not since mom died. Um, bum, bum, bum. And then we get a uh, quick glance once again to show the whole dead mother thing um, to Matthew in his bedroom looking at old uh, Polaroids of the family together. Yeah, it was, that, that's a sad part. Um, but what was really awesome is the dad comes back and calls her <laughs> another name. I don't even remember what. And Ruby puts him in this place and is like, my name is Ruby and you're going to call me Ruby. Not anything else. You need to know my name. Yeah. And it's a beautiful moment because like, that is so rude to not learn someone's name. But Dolly says, nah, you're going to call me Ruby. Even though we keep calling her Dolly. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Then we, of course, get some Jesus magic happening. She goes to the church and who's the priest? Of course, it's St. Peter. Is that, were they playing bingo or was she just in the church at that time? They were playing bingo. <laughs> no, no. This first time she was like, she went and actually prayed in the church. Oh, she prays in the church and then she hears bingo happening. And yeah. Goes and plays bingo. Yeah. And then Peter's uh, the priest pulling the bingo things out of the spinny thing. I've never played bingo like that before. Oh, you haven't? My family used to go to this place. I mean, it wasn't like Christian bingo, I guess, but we would go to the bingo mine and we'd all buy a bunch of uh, bingo cards and um, we you had little like pop, 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 um, like things, you know, that put like paint popper things where you like slammed it, stamps oh, on yeah. those. Yeah. Um, but you had to be really quiet so all the old people could hear numbers. But one time we had this really rude lady and my aunt told all of us to be loud because she was mad at the rude lady. So it was a blast. We were all like, bam, 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 every time we had one. Um, that's my family. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then we get to see Ruby really infiltrate this family. Um, and show them that they can be together. She tries to cook them breakfast. And they're like, what are waffles? We've never had waffles. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. They, she made waffles, she looked like she made eggs, just a whole breakfast spread, and, like, sat them down, made the dad sit down, even though he was rushing out the door to work. She was like, no, you're gonna sit and you're gonna have breakfast with your kids. And then, like, they all leave and go to, like, do technology stuff, and the power shuts out. Um, I think, yeah, Dolly, or Ruby killed the power, right? Yeah, Ruby killed the power. Yeah, dad left for work, the kids went back up to their rooms on their computer or whatever and yeah she went to the what's it called the breaker and just shut the power off and didn't let the kids check it because of course they were like let's just flip the breaker back on she's like nope it's not working they start decorating for christmas a little bit um and it's so cute they pull out a box and it's all like christmas memories and stuff and um 
Ruby says that those are the ones that count the most, the Christmas memories that are pictures and you hang on the trees and stuff, not like the produced ornaments, but the one made to, all by yourself. Yeah. Um, but then she gets him to go cut down a Christmas tree. Yeah, she, what, she storms into the dad's office with the kids and is like, hey, I think, doesn't, doesn't she like interrupt a meeting with like his other co-worker? Allison. With Allison. Yeah, Ooh. she interrupts their meeting is like, yo, we're going to go cut down a Christmas tree. And he's like, no, I'm working. And then Allison's like, dude, go cut down a Christmas tree with your kids. And they go and it turns into a big old fight between Matthew, the young son and the dad. Yeah, Matthew wanted to try to cut down the tree with the, you know, with an axe, not with a chainsaw. And the dad was being all. Per- Have we said the dad's name? The dad's name is Ben, right? Yeah, the dad's name is Ben. Yeah, so Ben is like trying to like be protective of Matthew and is like, No, don't 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 swing that. Let me do it. Just a whole fight. Yep. Which Dolly is sad about, and then Jesus Magic knocks the tree over and you know, the scene kind of shifts. We don't really get resolved from that, you know? Yeah, it's just Would they're I, they're I just liked a mad little at bit more other. conversation there. Yeah, yeah, I would. But then like dolly talks to ben and they like kind of kind of like have a really good talk and they make a little bit of progress um and and dolly starts to feel kind of like in love with ben yeah and then um a bible falls off of the shelf Reminding them that they need to leave room for Jesus. and Yeah, as a reminder that... cannot fall in love. Exactly. (laughs) And then we get a nice moment of Ruby and Matthew playing on the piano together. Because, and like singing, learn without any practice, singing this song. Yeah, and Um, we learned that Matthew's mother used to teach him how to play, but he hadn't played since she died. And then um, we shift to the mall and they're all Christmas shopping because, of course, that's something really big. It has to happen in every Christmas movie. Of course. And then, you know, Sarah like is like, hey, I want to go do something. I'll meet you at the bench in like 30 minutes. And she goes to a CD store where her, I was that her boyfriend. Her boyfriend works there. And then yeah. she she tried to steal a CD and didn't get too far. <laughs> yep. They, uh. They, they put her in cuffs. They, Paul Blart they got her and her, just but... put put her in mall jail. Oh, but I do want to throw out something I forgot and I texted. Um, this movie was produced by Sand Dollar Productions, which is the same pr- secret production company that Dolly has had for years that also was one of the executive producers of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's fantastic. So a nice little fun fact there. <laughs> but anyway... We get we get St. Peter coming again, but what is he this time? Wait, you skipped. You skipped a bit. Oh, I did? Yeah, so what did Sarah, I do? Sarah's in mall jail. Well, they're all kind of together in mall jail, but Sarah's the one in trouble. And Ruby, right. call, Ruby called Ben, the dad, and he came rushing from work, super angry that Ruby would let this happen, and he fires her on the spot and walks away with the kids. And so Ruby's just, you know, sadly walking through the mall, and there's one of those mall Santas jingling a bell with a donation bucket, and what do you know? It's St. Peter. 
St. Peter. Um, and so they and walk again, and they talk. talk. Well, she's saying how, Peter, can't I come back to life? Can't I be with them? I really care for these pe- these people. And she says, nobody's ever needed me before. Yeah. And it's it's a really touching moment. And I think Dolly does a really good job at showing, um, honestly, kind of the effects of... I think she really channels some like emotional stuff in delivering that line. Almost like mm-hmm. touching on fame and stuff like that. Because it was just one of those lines that's so beautifully delivered that you just feel like crying right there. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> Peter makes a point of, like, hey, you've only got a couple of days left, you you need to decide, you can't come back to life, you, you're definitely dead, you need to decide which way you're going, and they get to an elevator, and it opens, and he's like, are you going up or down? And we get the... And then we get the fire, fire sound effect. on the down. <laughs> but... After she's been fired, so she's pissed she's been fired. I, oh, can I say pissed? She's mad yeah. she got fired. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and she comes storming into the office and is going off on the dad. And he says, you know what? You're right. You should you should be my kid's nanny again. So, you know, classic hero's journey. She almost loses, but then she gets to be there again. And she gets a little bit more time with his assistant, Allison. Um talking talking to her and how Allison has been with Ben as like legal partners for quite a while now and was there even before his wife died a few years back. Mm-hmm. They're like really good work friends and Allison invites Ruby into her office to chat and her office is decorated like ceiling to floor with with angel statues and angel pictures and all the angels. And there's even one that looks a little bit like Ruby. Yeah. Um, And that's when Allison kind of reveals that she may be a little bit in love with Ben. Yeah, just a bit. Just a bit. And Dolly says, hey, girl, why don't you come to Christmas Eve dinner? Why don't you or not Christmas Eve dinner, but why don't you come to dinner with us? Fast forward. So the kids, I think it was the kids that prepared the dinner as kind of a surprise for Ben. Um, so he gets home from work, walks into the kitchen, and they, like, push him out. They're like, no, you can't see. Um, and the house is all decorated, and he gets to see that. And Dolly is, or Ruby is trying to put the, st- the star on the top of the tree, right? Or the, it was an angel on the top of the tree. Yeah. She falls, and Ben catches her. And Allison sees from the driveway through the window. And she runs off. And she runs off. And Ruby saw her and ran after her and was like, no, it's not what you think. And Allison's like, no, I saw the way you looked at each other. Yeah. Um, And then we get back in the house and it's the scene I remember more than anything. The kids call Dolly up and they're like, Ruby, they call Ruby up and they have, (laughs) they have figured it out. They show her a printed image of her obituary and they say, Ruby, we know your secret, which of course, you know, Ruby's like, 
oh crap, no. And they go, you're in the witness protection program. <laughs> As if you'd use your real name in the witness protection program. <laughs> right? Um, and this was, this was like the scene I remember. Like I said, like I remembered the printer. I remember they're showing her that. I remember what she was wearing and all that. Um, so it really was fun watching that scene again. Yeah, and she improvs. She goes along with it. She's like, yeah, but you can't tell anybody. And then um, we go to bed. Dolly goes to sleep, um, which she sleeps in the house. There's a room for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. Um, Jesse, do you want to talk about it? Uh, about her dream? Yeah. <laughs> As you're watching the movie, you don't fully realize it's a dream until you're like, this is ridiculous, it has to be. But, so she wakes up in the dream and, like, walks down the stairs of the house in, like, the most, like, beautiful, like, night's gown robe thing that's, like, draped behind her. Um, And she walks into Ben's office and he's there. And... They make out. (laughs) Nothing happened they, before they that. They just, just straight. They just straight up made out. Well, some stuff happens, but I don't really. Yeah, remember conversation don't happened. They, they make out, and um, then suddenly, and Do- <laughs> boom! Dolly wakes up. <laughs> Ruby wakes up, and, and the room ev- everything is shaking. Is, everything's shaking. The alarms going off. Everything. And Saint Peter's like, no, <laughs> stop dreaming that. It's not allowed. Yeah. And then uh, Ben pops in and is like, you good? And she goes, yeah, I'm fine. Makes a, you know, clever response. And we we switch to the morning. We switch to the morning and it is the day before Christmas Eve. Yep. Christmas um, Adam, if you will. Christmas Adam. <laughs> oh, Jesse, we messed up. Did we mess up? Um, yeah, because this is when Allison comes over for dinner. Really? Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, um, so now it's, it's the day before Christmas Eve, the Christmas Adam, and it's the night Allison's supposed to come over for dinner, and they're decorating the tree because they're a little behind. Yeah, and now Ruby is putting the angel on the tree, and she falls, and Ben catches her. They look at each other, and Allison is in the driveway, looking through the window, seeing that, and she locks eyes with Ruby, and then starts walking away, so Ruby runs out after her. It's like, no, it's not what you think. Not what you think, yeah. you think. but Allison's just like, no, I saw the way you looked at each other, and she drives away. Um, to which then we get to see St. Peter come in again, and he's walking St. Bernard's. Named Leviticus <laughs> and Deuteronomy. And they kind of talk about, like, hey, you know, you can't fall in love. <laughs> like, that's against the deal. Um, but they they make a big point of saying that Ruby and all, everyone else is made in God's image. Um, so, to which, which Ruby really replies... Beautiful. To which Ruby replies, <laughs> God has big hair and little feet. 
<laughs> and so I love it. But it, it's just a really beautiful moment in the scene where it's like, a, once again, talking about Ruby and saying, I, I think really one of the main points of this movie is showing that Ruby is worth something, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Along it, with like the family and stuff. But it is a lot about like her realizing her own worth because we get a lot of these threads of, oh, I've never really been loved. Nobody's ever really needed me. And the realization of I'm, I'm made in God's image. What does what does that mean? Um, so like for yeah. for kind of a not necessarily a Christian Christmas movie. It's a very Christian Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, we go to the next day and we find out Allison has quit. She's accepted an offer at a, like, rival firm. Yeah. Because she's too in love with Ben. And too sad that he might be in love with Ruby. Um, yeah. And so Ruby and the kids come up with the most devious parent trap-like plot ever. Um <laughs> They she... create a fake client <laughs> who was a real, real client, but they, they pretend to be the client. Yeah, and they set up a meeting, I think, first with Ben and then also with Allison for the same time at the same restaurant. Neither of them knows that the at, other is invited. At 10 p.m. At 10 p.m. on Christmas Eve. Like, who does that? Um, but it's right. like they say it's a life or death matter. You have to be there. It's super important to the company. And so they both show up. And they're both and, at a, uh, at a table at a restaurant brings, together. Yeah, and Ruby shows up and brings Matthew because Sarah was allowed to go on the ski trip. Yeah. Um, but then suddenly Sarah comes up and is like, I couldn't do it. I needed to be here with my family. Um, yeah, it was. she said <laughs> something about this would be the first Christmas. I can't remember. Like the first Christmas the first... they like actually celebrated together. Yeah. And so they they ran, and it's really, gosh, it was so beautiful. And they're sitting there, and the band plays, and then they St. Peter walks up and announces that Ruby Diamond is their special guest singer, and Dolly plays, wait for it, the song, Unlikely Angel, which if you have not heard that song, like, go listen to it, it's fun. Um, yes. And it's beautiful. They're singing all that. Um, and then I love it. Joke's on us. The unlikely angel was always Allison. Yeah, it ben wasn't, has fallen it in wasn't love. Ruby at all. It was Allison the whole time. Because Allison was the person who needed to bring them. Ruby helped bring them together. But Allison was the reason. Al Allison is the one to really keep the family staying together Aww. and it's great they kiss but then matthew runs away because matthew's sad because it's not his mom yeah he still misses his mom he doesn't quite want his dad to move on yet which i don't understand like did he not know that they were planning this like that was the whole point of getting them to dinner together he was involved in that whole scheme but may maybe it was but just the realization of oh this is actually happening and dad's moving on from mom and that's that's and, and sad for he's like an eight-year-old kid and so it reaches almost midnight saint peter comes to ruby and is like ruby it's time you 
you didn't do it. And Ruby looks at him and says, I don't care. I'm fixing this family whether I get into heaven or not. And rushes to the family to make sure that they get together. Yeah, she figures out. Did we say Matthew ran away? Yeah. Yeah. So he ran away. He ran to his favorite park where he used to go with his mom, of course. And Dolly's the one, or Ruby's the one that figured that out because she had seen the pictures of him with his mom at that park. So they all go to the park to find Matthew and they're happy and reunited and everything again. But that's not the end. It's not the end. St. Peter comes to her and she's thinking, I didn't do it. I didn't succeed. And St. Peter tells her, Ruby, you succeeded because you were willing to give up everything for that family. She was willing to give up going to heaven to bring that family together. And she learned truly to care about others. Oh, I'm already crying again. It's such a beautiful movie. <laughs> it really is. It's so good. And then she, St. Peter explains that he's going to take her away now, take her to heaven, and the family won't remember her. Like, they won't remember and that she was there through all of this. Immediately they forget her. Just like, immediately. Right away. But they do. But her guitar was left at the park and Matthew found it as they were walking back to the car. So they still have that kind of little token of her being there. And then it zooms in on Christmas Day and we see the angel on the top of the tree who now resembles Ruby Ruby Diamond. Diamond. And then we go to heaven and we get to hear uh, Dolly sing lead in the choir. Yeah, was it? They were singing the Hallelujah chorus, of course, but like the jazziest version you could find, um, which um, happens to be actually very close to the version that my own church sings on Christmas. Um, which I is, love that. you know, a little weird for a Catholic church. You'd expect us to do the traditional version, but we like the fun one. Um, but you know, I I just really care for, care about this movie. Like, I know it's. Most people would probably watch it and say it's not that great, but I think it is a very, very touching Christmas movie that I think has some good lessons without being, you know, too hallmarky. Yeah, it wasn't too um, hallmarky and it wasn't too preachy either. It was really just about yeah. look, you're probably a better person than you've ever gotten the chance to be. You are made in God's image. You are loved and you love others and you get to have that opportunity to do that. And it's, it's, I love it. And as I said before, for a not specifically Christian Christmas movie, it is a very Christian Christmas movie. Yeah. And it's, it just, uh, I think it's beautiful because it shows that everybody is needed in life. There's not a single person who's unneeded. Um, And I think we can even see that with Allison. Like, you know, when she's first introduced, you kind of see her as not, not the, uh, not really a main character, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. She might just be an office person, but then she grows into so much more and she's what the family needed. Um, And I think it's just this really beautiful thing that everybody 
in the world is needed for something. Um, and I think that's something that especially is like needs to be heard around Christmas time. Um, cause there's a lot of loneliness. Yeah. When so many people are experiencing things like this family is going through, their mom had been dead for, dead for really not too long. And they'd stopped celebrating Christmas cause it was her favorite holiday and it was really too sad for them to do. Um, but to then just bring that joy back in their lives and celebrate it not in spite of the fact that they're, it was their mom's favorite holiday, but really because of it. Um, yeah. Just to have that moment. And, like, I don't know. This movie is, like, 100% like everything about Christmas down to, like, the self-gift of she was w- willing to risk it all to make sure this family stayed together and, like, had a good Christmas um yeah which really to me speaks to i'm gonna get like super religious here but this is a christian podcast so you gotta expect it um it speaks to me to really the meaning behind christ being born to us on christmas born as a human on christmas the self-gift of even just that not even talking about the crucifixion which is again like the biggest form of self-gift but he came to be a human and like gave yeah. not not necessarily gave up being god because he was still fully god and fully man but like just that self-gift of wanting to be among us like that that is the meaning of christmas if you will and i think this movie really does get to the heart of that even without like specifically mentioning it it really does and it as I was saying, like, I just think it's a really good watch around Christmas because of how, especially this Christmas where we might not be able to be around our families as much as we'd hope, uh, might be able not to travel. Um, and it could make for a little bit lonelier of a Christmas. Um, I think this is something that you can watch. Um, and it can warm your heart showing that, you know, you might not be around with people at the moment, but you still have an impact on everybody's life and you're still here for a reason. Um, and whether or not you can be with them, whether or not, you know, things didn't work out between you, I, you know, I don't know. Um, you're still needed in this world and still important, um, and still made in God's image and can do incredible, amazing things and help people all over. So never lose hope, you know? Yeah. Oh, gosh, that was beautiful and gave me chills. hey maybe somebody out there is listening and uh needed that because that came from the heart (laughs) yeah i i hope let us know if you if you if you felt that in your heart um because i i definitely did um um but i gotta say this is like a seven out of this is like a seven out of five because we did rudolph was like out of five it's like a seven out of five movie. Like this is so good to me. I love this movie. Yeah, I, for having never seen it before, this might just be one of my favorite Christmas movies ever. It's, it's heartwarming. It gets to the point of Christmas, um, but still keeps in mind like, you don't have to be a Christian to watch it and still get the meaning of it, of the of the yeah. you belong. So definitely like the biggest score it can get um one of my new favorite christmas movies yeah so this is definitely at least this is like top of our list so far i know we're not really ranking them jesse but why not like this is definitely above rudolph right now 
Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I guess maybe at the end of each one of these 12 days, we'll do a summary of what we've watched and kind of rank them. So, definitely Unlikely Angel number one, Rudolph number two so far. Yeah. Amazing. Also, I do want to add, I think it's funny. Um, I thought this came on Lifetime, but it actually came on CBS. It originally premiered on CBS. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you guys for listening to this episode of Faith Palm, our second day of Podmas. Um, if you like what you heard and would continue, would like to continue to support us in our effort to explore the Christian f- tradition or even now explore Christmas movies and have fun while we're doing it, Please like, subscribe, and follow our show wherever you get your podcasts. As always, feel free to also follow us on Instagram at faithpalmpodcast and message us at faithpalmpodcast at gmail.com or through Anchor at anchor.fm slash faithpalm with any questions, corrections, suggestions, or, you know, your favorite Dolly Parton song. Yeah, give us your favorite Dolly Parton song, Dolly Parton movie, how Dolly Parton has impacted you. Um... Or even if you, I'd really be intrigued to hear if anybody else has seen this before we talked about it. If you knew about Unlikely Angel, let me know. I really want to yeah. know. Yeah, give us your thoughts. Um, and Jesse, I give you permission to post me crying. Um. <laughs> uh, oh, I will. I will. <laughs> well, everybody, Merry Podmas, everyone. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for day three of Podmas, in which we discuss... In which we discuss our favorite family tradition Christmas movie. We're starting tomorrow with mine, which is Love Actually. Oh boy. Alright, Merry Podmas, everyone. Merry Podmas.